Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. How you doing, BJ? I'm doing pretty good uh, outside of, like, thinking about Tokyo Ghoul every day at, like, certain times and, like, tearing up. For those who don't know, uh, if you listened to our last podcast, uh, BJ... On, on the last podcast, I had finished Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. And then it took me about two days to read through all of Re. So I'm, I've read all of the main series content. And uh, it was amazing. It quickly jumped to one of my top five. It is, I think, like, as a story, because, like, again, people can say whatever they want about the anime, fine. The the source material, the manga, I think is one of the best. Like, 100%. They didn't leave anything on the cutting room floor. Like, um, the one gripe that I had was, like, when Kaneki goes to Anteku, like, through the sewers and gets fucking skewered by... Uh, the uh, what's his name, Arima? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, well, everybody had already pretty much died at that point, so Kaneki kind of got fucked for no reason. They make a point in Re to go back and um, Inji, the devil ape, and the um, I can't remember her name, but the the leader of the Black Dovers are there, and they're like Kaneki, it wasn't for nothing. We only got away because they were distracted with you. You didn't waste your time there. You actually saved lives, and I was like, damn, they. They really remember what they're doing with every single chapter. Yeah. So it was amazing. Um, Juzo, when he gets infected with the ghoul cells, just immediately becomes a god. And I'm glad they saved that for the end of the series because nobody would have been able to stop him. Yeah, for real. Uh, Juzo's one of my favorite characters that whole, like, the whole thing. He was great. I thought it was awesome that uh, he finally got his closure with his mentor at the end of the series. There was no real, like, unsatisfying character arcs for me, except for Mutsuki, who I think is irredeemable and should die. Well, that's what sucks about Mutsuki, is that, like, they definitely, it's, to me, it's it's different than the Joker, but, like, <laughs> you know how, like, in the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie, you feel for him, but you cannot condone the shit he's doing, uh-huh. type shit? It's that with me, with Mutsuki, where it's like, I really feel for you, dog. Because, like, especially when they show, like, oh, yeah, I was raped, and then the whole thing with Torso... And then, like, the just obsession th- they have with Kaneki. And I'm like, look, dog, like, I feel for you. I really do. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like that character arc should have at least concluded before the ghouls, like, joined forces with the CCG. Because yeah. then it's just like, okay, everybody's down. You're just being a bitch. Well, yeah, because, like... I, I don't know what to call Mutsuki because, like, there's the point where it's like, oh, they're a dude. But then they make a point where she, like, she, mm-hmm. in this moment, continues to call herself a girl, says things about, like, I'm just a girl, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, there's moments, like, and it's a mental thing, too, I guess. But, like, yeah, there's there's moments where, like, at this point, it's just Mutsuki's Mutsuki. Mm-hmm. And male or female, still a bitch. 100%. I, lo- I love that text where you go, hey, it's probably male or female. It's still 100% a bitch, though. <laughs> But yeah, I that should have been resolved earlier. I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like Mutsuki should have died. Like it felt protecting Kaneki or doing something like that. I agree because at a point it felt like they didn't know what they were doing with her for a bit, and then they kind of like stumbled into a track and had to stick to it. Yeah. But other than that, every other character satisfying ending. Um, Udi Udi was it Udi? Yes. Fucking great character. Dude, he what a dick at first. I fucking hated him, and then he ended up being like the goat. But um, oh yeah. I by rock, the way, not uh, the real goat. By the That's way, I, uh, spoilers, possibly because we're gonna talk about Tokyo Ghoul. Before we get really into Tokyo Ghoul, uh, how's your week been? 
We have one story we can both talk about, but other than that, we'll we'll save that for a bit. How was your week? Uh, it was it was pretty good. Me and you went to a little event, um, Nashville Anime Day. Yes, at, uh, in Murfreesboro. Yes, in the hotel in Murfreesboro. Um, it's it's really a small thing they do every year. Um, it's usually very fun though. Like last year, they had like a Christmas K-pop panel thing that was kind of cute. Um, there wasn't as many people this year, I felt, but I think that was just because of the weather and there weren't people like out in that little garden area. Yeah. Um, but there, there was like no manga at this thing or anime DVDs at all, which really shocked me. I, I saw that and I was like, yeah, damn, that kind of, yeah. So I, Hey, I got something out of it. So that was cool. But I bought myself a bleach figure. So my first bleach figure, which I'm very happy about. Tell them what else you got. That's uh, very sick. The so we were we were looking around. There's obviously, of course, it's an anime thing. So there's a sword vendor because mm-hmm. they gotta. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Demon Slayer sword. Like the one of those racks was just Demon Slayer swords. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I started going through the foam swords because like, yeah, fo- fucking whatever. Yeah, they and had I, like a twenty-five dollar at under bin. <laughs> yeah, and I was just going through the foam swords because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, these are more my price range for this. And I, I spot a skull handle, and I'm like, that's a that seems familiar. I yoink it out, and it's Dante's Rebellion Sword from Devil May Cry, which you listeners should know, I'd simp for this fucking series. Um, and I was like, holy shit. And I showed BJ immediately, and you're like, yo, that's fucking sick. And I was like, yo, this is awesome. And I was just like, oh, whatever. And then I then hear BJ go, is that Nero's sword? <laughs> and I like <laughs> immediately like hone in. And I'm like, what? And you pull it out, and I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> And what's cool about these is that they're foam, so you can actually like use the little handbrake thing on there. Oh yeah, it it's what it. I guess the one down, like I still love them both. The one downside is Nero's is shorter than it should be, right? But I think because they're technically both the same size, but they gave the more accurate handle proportion to Nero's sword, so the rest of the sword is like a shorter knife-ish blade, right? But Dante's is sick. I'm gonna be real, that red on it instead. So it's it. They're not official. Mm-hmm. So that I think they had to kind of be like. Eh. But Reasonable doubt. It's so fucking cool. I, I love those two, and those were probably my favorite find of that whole event. Cause like I've been literally looking to like buy re- like a re- rebellion thing or like Nero's sword and stuff like that. Like now I have them for pretty mm-hmm. cheap, and they look pretty good. Yeah, they do look very nice. Um, I, on the other hand, didn't really find anything that I wanted, and I tried to go over to the like hentai booth to buy to eh to buy a joke birthday present for a coworker of mine and I walked up to the booth with my ID out and the guy just completely ignored me and turned his back to me so I was like you're selling porn but you don't want to sell porn so I just kind of dipped not buying anything it was pretty good though I, don't, I didn't play any like the games but they had Smash Bros the Demon Slayer Fighter Fighter uh, Z Fighter Z was there the, the JoJo game yeah that was, was cool there. to see so I actually want to play that, especially now with uh, Stone Ocean out, because um, that apparently the JoJo game goes. I th- want to say to part six. I think I, I think don't know. that's right because um, they also have different versions of characters. So like yeah. you can play as Dio Brando or Dio. Yeah. So and you can have them meet because the whole point is it's like a weird time traveling fucking weird thing. Yeah, and they uh, a lot of them have combo attacks together, which is cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to see things, because, like, I uh, that's another thing that I've been doing, is I've been watching Stone Ocean, because I just said, fuck it. Nice. I'm just going to start watching it. And it's really good. It is really good. It's got that... Jo- it's it's the JoJo humor that everybody tells me 
it is, which is where I'm going, okay, this is four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. That That's where the stride is. Whereas, fuck three. Um, Three's humor does not translate in the anime at all. Here's my thing, and I understand some people think it's funny, and I get it. They're not supposed to be taken super serious. I fucking hate Jotaro's protagonist. Yeah. He's a dick. He's a uh, real, like, Mary Sue. <laughs> well, like, not even that. Just, like, bro, like, the first thing that you get, like, it's a, your tone setter, right? Mm-hmm. Is he tells his mother to shut up, bitch. And, yeah. and then, and I'm just like, look, dog, I get it. He's supposed to be this non-caring, whatever, like, fuck off. Yeah. He's just an asshole. And, like, I get, well, no, underneath, I'm like, no, fuck you. Especially when you compare him to, like, the previous two JoJo's. Like, Jonathan is a saint in a human body. Yeah. And then Joseph is, like, kind he's, of a, a, he's a dick, but, but, like, he still cares about people. Yeah, and, like, he's a giant perv, but it's funny. Yeah, he's like, just, like, a big show-off and, like, New York idiot, but yeah. he has a heart of gold. Yeah, and then Jotaro, uh, yeah, sure, has a heart of gold, but it's buried. <laughs> it's deep. buried under a deep... Deep hole of misogyny and <laughs> it's other like shit. I like again. I I've seen the fight scenes. Like I went and just said, "Fuck it, let me see the fight scenes." The stands are cool, I guess. I prefer Hamon. I also at, le- prefer at least Hamon. at least until you get later. I think they I think they get more creative, mm-hmm. and that's when it gets cooler. But Stardust Crusaders is so boring. Yeah. So that's that's the one that I've I that's why I stopped watching JoJo, but I'm glad I'm watching Stone Ocean. So it's going to make me want to go backwards to uh <clears throat> to Golden Wind and uh Diamond is Unbreakable. Nice. I actually want to see those. And apparently Jotaro, uh, jo- yeah, that's his name. Jotaro is actually good in the in these next two. Like he shows up in in Stone Ocean at first I was like, "Fuck, great." And then it's like, "No, he's a great dad." That's great. And I'm like, "Oh, shit, dude." So like so I, he grew. <laughs> I like that because it's like you know this is supposed to be like over his whole life you get to see these different arcs mm. and he actually de- evolves as a character. Um, the same problem thing is for, that the evolving happens in arcs instead of the season. Yeah, that's true. Or the story that's his. It's like to me, it's like I don't know. He doesn't change much. Like he changes from the start to the end. But like he is very much a dick through and through in the first in the first uh, his first encounter. Versus when you go to Diamond is Unbreakable, he's fun mm-hmm. because he's older. But then you get to part five and he's like he's just trying to be a good dad to Jolene, dog. Yeah, like that's it. I love seeing fan art of little Jolene and Jotaro. It's the cutest shit of all time. You need to look some of that up. I Jolene's great though. The, like this isn't really spoilers, but their their tone setter is fucking fin- fantastic. Where she's like she's like crying in her cell, and, and the the cellmate's like, "What what happened?" And she's like, "The guards saw me masturbating," and I'm just like, "Fucking great!" Everybody says and, and that she, Ramona Flowers ruined women, but it was really Jolene Joestar. It's so funny because she's literally like, "I can like it's the line is he saw me masturbating. I'm never gonna be able to get married now," and I'm just like. <laughs> God, I fucking love JoJo, dude. It's so stupid. <laughs> but like, yeah, so far, like it's it's fun. Like we're, we haven't gotten to like the, or at least I haven't. Like the whole season's out, so you thankfully can binge it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't um, done like much of the. Uh, I think I'm like two or three episodes in. I love it so far. It's really good. Nice. Uh, I also saw the first. I'm now two two and a half episodes into Arcane. Holy shit! Yeah. I don't care who you are. 
I, I, I thought the same when I first saw the trailers and all the stuff. I was like, ah, some like, you know, Tumblr show. It's really people are going to just kind of dig. And then I, like, then I saw reviews. I saw people that I trust sit there and say, no, fucking watch it. Finally watched it. Holy shit. It's good. Nice. Holy fuck. Arcane is some. No spoilers, because I, w- I, want, I want you to go in blind with this. This is. Oh my gosh. The world building is excellent. The characters are phenomenal. The animation style is great. I fucking love this like half CG, half animated thing. Like, it's I know it's not the same animation style, but that's why I like the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Is because they're like, well, we could do cartoons, but we're gonna do this instead, and it gives you this more visceral thing. Because like, yeah, anime, anime especially can be really hard hitting. There's something about seeing like kind of tangible, physical things hitting each other, especially when they're tangible, physical, and then can move like an anime character. Right. It f- it hits, and they nail it with Arcane. I'm very excited to keep going, because one of my friends said that this show has, like, three main characters. Mm. And I'm like, good, I can't wait to see the third one. So, I'm, I'm excited. So, let me let me ask you this. Have you have you read the newest chapters of um, Doron, Doron? I have not yet. And I, Ayashimon. <laughs> um, Ayashimon I'm not liking as much when I when I started reading it. Uh I guess just its its introduction was just like uh, cool. I guess like an overpowered strong boy, and I, I was kind of turned off for it, but I kept reading. Um, Dora Han, Dora Han Han, or whatever the fuck. That, the main character name is Dora. That's yeah. what they should have called it. Th- that that's the name. The main character. That one. Just the oh, the first chapter alone got me hype as fuck. Yeah. So I've not read it. Is it good? Chapter two is kind of a little more like character building, mm-hmm. like not so much action. Because they, at the end of the first chapter, it literally ends with them killing a demon. So that's, if this gets animated, that's the first episode. Yeah. Hands down, yeah. But uh, chapter two is more like, okay, we got to come up with a plan. We're sitting out here in the middle of the street. You're a demon. I'm a human. People are going to try to kill you. We need to, like, disguise you as something. They eventually land on, like, what he's going to be able to carry him around discreetly as. Um, But it's it's a good chapter overall. And then Ayashimon, I feel like, is going to... It definitely starts slower and on a small scale, but I think it's going to ramp up a lot over its runtime. Um, but on the other hand, I read the new My Hero chapter. Is it the traitor one or the 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 after? It's the, the one after. It's, like, did they, it's did the they, one where they actually show who the traitor okay. is instead of red herring you. Well, because that was one of my favorite things. <laughs> Is how they end the last chapter was it's Hagukure. I and was they're so like, pissed. oh, and I was like, what the fuck? And then they go to this one and go, oh no, she just found the traitor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. So, like, this chapter disappointed no, uh, me. No spoilers, obviously. Go read it if you want to find out who the traitor is. Yes. But I will uh, not say who that is, but I will talk about the things around it. I, so I have read that one. Um, I, I don't know how, because I, I both like and dislike it. Because on one hand, I like the I like the the character interactions between the traitor and the people closest to the traitor, mm-hmm. and where I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then then like it made me go back and think of other times throughout the show. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, they were there. It's kind of a uh, like a Draco Malfoy in the books situation. Where he's a total I can fucking see. tool. Yeah, but yeah. like he doesn't really want to do this shit, but he's yeah. kind of being coerced into it, and I think he's gonna like stand up for himself eventually. But um, like I I hated the reveal and how they did it because it's like 
Deku is training to beat Shigaraki, and he's like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna go take a walk now." Oh, look, you're the traitor. Yeah, <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. It, it was. It was very much like, "Come on, man." We've been building this shit up for 330 chapters. <laughs> I I do like the traitor though, like who it is. It was definitely someone I would have never guessed, and I think that was the best part. I saw a lot of people got mad that they're like, oh, I wish it was Mineta so I could hate him more. And I'm just like, could you imagine if it was Mineta? And like all of a sudden, he grows to be the super attractive evil dude. When I thought it was Hagakure, I was like, Mineta's the only one that can stop this. <laughs> I wonder how many people on Twitter would go, you know what, Mineta, you can have her. I 100% did. I was texting Devony <laughs> as I was reading it, and I was like, you know what? Mineta can just have his way with her. Take her into the dungeon and... Never Let see her, her again. <laughs> no, I. Oh, you don't. You've never seen her before, but you won't see her again. You won't see those gloves anymore. <laughs> I. I always wonder, like, are they like? Because when you really think about it, she's buck ass naked. Oh yeah, with just you know gloves and shoes, and it's like dog. <laughs> she's like fourteen. When you yeah. really think about it, you're like, oh, huh. Yeah. I mean, if you've got the quirk, use it. But at the same time. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I I I'm very excited to see where my hero goes. I I have my my theory that I think Shigaraki's gonna die, mm-hmm. and like Dobby's gonna be the the final villain because of how they're kind of setting him up. Is like, well, because Dobby is like, yeah, Shigaraki's doing his thing. I'm not about that. I'm here, but I got my own shit. I'm doing, and I'm like, if I wouldn't be surprised if like Shigaraki is like heightened and then like one for all or all for one takes over but then dobby kills him and it's like no 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 like i would not be surprised because the way they've built dobby up mm-hmm. is so good in my eyes because it's like god what a fucking piece of shit see the way but also a piece of shit who is who seems to be either one step ahead or doesn't give a shit about what's going on yeah the the way that i've been thinking about it is that like deku gets back to ua and then you know um, I wish that went on a bit longer. I'm not gonna lie. Me too. That was so fucking sick. I hope they just draw that out in the anime. But like the um, they have a conversation, Endeavor and Shoto, and they're like, "All right, we're finally ready. Let's go fight Dobby." And then they don't do that. <laughs> and then Shoto is like training with Deku, and he's like, "All right, I think I'm strong enough to beat Dobby." And then I think the series is going to end with them not even fighting Dobby at all. And then a year from now, he's going to write this like short little side manga about Shoto and Endeavor going after Dobby. Or I could see it being like kind of like how like Naruto had the multiple different fights going on. Yeah. Where, like Deku versus Shigaraki, Endeavor and and uh, Todoroki versus uh, Dobby, and like all these other things. I'm excited to see where some of these other villains come come through and like where they're gonna end up with. Because like Toga's still around. I wonder what they're going to do with her because she's so much of a fan favorite that they're like, they're not, I don't think they're going to kill her. I don't think they can. But at the same time, it's like, she's not innocent. Yeah. So like, I, I'm very interested to see kind of where that goes. Cause like on, cause on one hand, yeah, like she's got to be like the last boss for Ochako. I think I wouldn't, I would actually like that where it's like Ochako. It also is a weird, like fighting for Deku's love thing. Right. But I, I think, yeah. I don't know. I, I could see it kind of doing that, but I also don't know what they're doing with, like, any of these characters, because, like, they, at least when it comes to, like, the future, because, like, a lot of anime and a lot of, like, manga and stuff kind of very hint at 
very clearly these two will get together. These two have a good friendship and all that stuff. And for the most part, we've gotten a lot of good friendships. So I'm super happy with. But they haven't really, besides Deku and Ochako, haven't done anything with anybody else. Yeah. They have. They hinted at stuff, but then, like, they didn't. And I, I, I read, now, I don't know how true this is, but I read somewhere that Todoroki and Momo were supposed to be a thing. Like, actually a thing. But due to, like, Twitter and death threats and shit, it's just like, okay, fine, no. God. I, again, can't confirm, but I wouldn't put it past some people. Yeah. I, like, I feel like there are so many potentials for relationships in the series. Like, um, Mina inspiring uh, Kirishima to, like, become a hero and be confident and all that stuff. I feel like there's a good basis for a relationship there, but, like... I mean, there's there's good base relationships for a lot of people. Like, I, I fully, like, out of all the relationships, I honestly can see Deku and Todoroki being a thing. Yeah. Mainly, mainly, but at the same time, I also like that it's this, like, mutual respect where, like, Deku, the reason that he fought so hard against it was, like, no, 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 use 100%. Mm-hmm. Don't bullshit me. Don't do this pussy shit. Like, pretty much man up. And it's like, okay. And then, like, showing, like, Todoroki having this respect for Deku. I, I honestly like it better than Lovers, but I can see... At least I can see that better than Deku and Bakugo. Yeah. That's the one relationship where I go, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe it's how I grew up. I don't think you can get in a relationship with someone who told you to go kill yourself. But that's just me. He did recently apologize and say he was going to change and then they make a point to be like I thought you changed and he's like no fuck you <laughs> okay well maybe he's just not going to tell Deku to kill himself now yeah now that's it's probably what it is he'll still be a dick but you know no I I actually like I like Bakugo's development over the series me too it's, it's felt it's, natural yeah because he's such a dick and like I love the uh the moment where they capture him and say yeah join us villains he's like no fuck you I'm not a villain. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Because, like, how many people read that and were like, oh, yeah, he's going to join the villains. And it's going to be, like, the Deku versus Bakugo I was worried thing. about it for a bit. I love that they, where he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, that was great. I was like, this is so good. It shows you who Bakugo is as a character. He's still a hero. But, yeah. Anyway, we've talked about a lot of anime. Let's. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about Tokyo Ghoul? Because we cut that off. Uh... Yeah, I guess I could talk a little bit more about Tokyo Ghoul. Let me, I guess, in in as a whole, right? So we, you, one of your top five, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Let's let's break down some of these characters. So Kaneki, as a protagonist, he doesn't have the normal form changes that I, that a lot of protagonists have, like you know Ichigo going from Bankai to Magetsu Tensho and all this other shit. But I'm gonna be real with you, Black Reaper, dog, dude, that Holy chapter, fuck. That first chapter where his hair just goes back to all black and he just looks at the owl and says, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, that was that gave me chills, dude. It's so fucking good. Also, that chapter, RIP the real one. Yeah. That was actually sad. I fucking like, I was like, no, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that, that whole arc just kind of like hurt me. And then the... um the Sin Takatsuki stuff where they go through her backstory and show yeah. like how she was actually a writer. She hasn't really been a villain this whole time, which is a thing they do a lot in this series. There are no villains except for like the secret society people. The, I guess the best way to describe it. If I could tell someone to read one chapter of Tokyo ghoul that would explain like the whole plot is when, um, what's her name? Uh, Amon. Amon's Kira? assistant. 
It is Akira, right? Akira, yeah. Okay, Akira and Toka go on that walk. Oh, it's so good. Dude, the, the last line in that chapter is, who was I supposed to hate? That shit is just like the whole message <laughs> wrapped up in well, one thing. The, thing. the thing that I like about it is like at, at a core level, yes, ghouls have to eat humans. That's fucked. But at the same time, it's like the idea of like, you know, obviously taking like people's religion out of it for now. It's the idea of like, yeah, but that's, they don't choose that. Mm-hmm. That's not their choice. Toko says multiple times she'd love to eat regular ass food and be a normal ass person. But she didn't choose that life. That's what I love about Kaneki being that, like, he didn't choose to become a ghoul either. Mm-hmm. But having the memories and the experiences of, like, what, 20 years of being a human? Yep. And then, like, now being a ghoul? It's so cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot of insightful shit in the series. Um, Amon coming back. I texted Luke when I was reading this chapter, and I was like, dude, Amon's fucking back. Bro, Let's go. So... If you go back and listen to the, old, the the last podcast, I think I almost spoiled that. <laughs> like, I straight almost was like, I like there was a point where I think I started talking and just stopped, and then would like change my point because I there's I know for a fact two points because I I remember Amon saying he day I was going to spoil because <laughs> I was just talking, and like then like it hit me like don't fucking say that, and like I had to dip. I was like no 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 no. I almost spoiled those, so I'm so glad I didn't because I got two texts. One of, oh, fuck, Amon's back, baby, yeah. And then, yo, what the fuck? He does this <laughs> And I'm just, like, looking at these all caps, by the way, for both of them. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was amazing because reading the end of Tokyo Ghoul, I was like, what did Hide die for now? Amon just gets fucking wasted for no reason. It's a very depressing ending to a, to a, a series. Incredibly depressing. And then restarts up, and I'm like, what's the point anymore? And then it goes on. Amon comes back. He fulfills all these things that he wanted to do. He and Kaneki have a respectful conversation. God, that fucking, like, the rooftop conversation. At least in the anime, it's a rooftop conversation. I don't remember backgrounds and panels. It's so good. The two actually talking was like, we've been leading up to this shit. Yeah, because there's, um, when they fight in the lab, he's like, Amon turns the line on him. Don't make me a murderer. And he's like, I just wanted to have a conversation with you. I need to know what you mean. Yeah. And it's, oh, God, it's so good. The the That, to me, is, I think, like, the best, like, rivalry in a manga because of just, like, it's not, a, like, a rivalry of, like, I'm better than you. No, you. it's legitimately ideals clashing and then, like, hesitancy. Because that was the thing. The don't make me a murderer, I don't want to kill you, the first line they, they meet with each other is fucking golden. And then the fact that that crushes... Amon's entire like like fucking it shatters his whole perception and then it kicks off his whole arc for the rest of the series so perfect and then what what I think was great is what makes that even better is that Yamato dies right after that so it's Mm -hmm. like fuck what did that ghoul mean but fuck the rabbit ghouls kill people but fuck what did eyepatch mean like it's so good and then Akira coming into it Mm -hmm. Mato's daughter I was like great it also what was what was his name the 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 kid who went to school with Akira, who became like the freaky, uh, um, looking motherfucker. Fuck. Uh, he, he CCG brown haired kid, uh, and then he turns into just the owl with yeah. Uh, fuck, Furukawa. I think I th- yeah, him. His whole thing was cool too. I li- I like because at first I'm like, oh, he fucked, and I'm like, that's sad. And then he comes back, and at first I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my fucking gosh, that's him. And I was like, 
fuck, dude? I thought it was great when um, they see Amon again for the first time and he gets overloaded with the RC cells and kind of loses himself. He's like, I'm not going to waste this chance to save you again, and he actually succeeds. Yeah. Because that was another thing at the end of Tokyo Ghoul. I was like, they killed the fucking rookie. He had the most like potential to come back later. <laughs> that That's why I love the ending of, of Tokyo Ghoul is because it's like, it does everything like yes Kaneki saves people and like okay so some people didn't die but then you go in, and it's like yeah but there's Hide Hamon and the rookie and like all this shit like Toka has to leave like Anteku's gone and then he dies yeah and then the final page is hi I'm Hase Sasuke and I'm like what the fuck is going on yeah and I'm like it was such a great ending that I'm like, God, I'm so glad we got a sequel manga. Dude, the the ending, the last chapter of Re, where it ends with just the, the field and Kaneki and Toka and their daughter, and then just the line, it's a beautiful day. God, that was so satisfying. It, yeah. I, I know they're not gonna, but I'm gonna be real. I just want like a small, like slice of life thing with it with Kaneki Toka and the, the little girl yeah I I just think that'd be so fucking adorable I mean they do have they set up some stuff in the last chapter like some ghouls are still around and they're still assholes and the the new commission needs Kaneki's help like all the time so I they actually, could definitely do a one shot I kind of like that they did that where it's like they didn't just wrap it up nicely with the bow yeah, like, yeah everything's perfect now they they went look there's still gonna be assholes ghoul or human regardless and it's just now we can actually be like Stand against the bad people together. Yeah, and I, I like that because yeah, the the ghouls all like I'm gonna dude the ghouls all taking their masks off in front of the CCG was such. I was a gonna bring that up. That's, that's one of my favorite moments in the whole series. I love that they left it up to Juzo. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are we gonna do? And he's like, all right, I guess we're fighting with him. And I'm like, God, I fucking love Juzo. <laughs> Juzo's one of my favorites because um, in the. Uh, after Kaneki defects from the CCG, they're all like, okay, well, we all need to kill Heisei. That's that's like priority number one. Juzo's the only one that's like, you know, Kaneki, Juzo, whatever you want to call him, he was my friend. He understood me when nobody else did. He brought me candy, all this shit, because he does have the brain of a child, pretty much. Yeah. And he's like, if I have to kill him, I guess I will, but I'm not going to be jazzed about it. <laughs> like, for, for once in the entire story, hey, go kill a ghoul. He's not like, yeah, he's like, really don't want to mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck yeah dude i god and then dude okay i want to talk about like some of the most confusing shit which was the the villain of the story mm-hmm. which is this fucking secret society that are like because what was the what was the the black haired uh fucker who we thought was just kind of the, the assistant to the one with the guy the mole yeah. from like the ba- the branch family or whatever well, um so remember the big fat dude the one with the fucked up face? Yeah. Yeah. His assistant who then killed him. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Okay, yeah, him. Finding out that he was a ghoul well, was like, what the fuck? And then like, oh yeah, all of these branch, all these like secret society people. What was their name? Like the, the group's name? They, I think they called it X for most of it. Okay. But like the the whole revelation of um, finding out that the leaders of the CCG was a family of ghouls just to suppress all the other ghouls. And then that's the reason the RC gate didn't go off in, like, Chapter 5 is because yeah. Kaneki had Rize's Kagune. Yeah. That was, like, mind-blowing shit to I, me. Yeah, I was like... Because, yeah, I remember reading, like, why didn't it go off? And I'm like, is it because he's... Because oh, you assume because he's still human. It takes, like, 250 yeah. chapters to get and that then, revelation. And then you find out, like, oh, no, it's because Rize. And you're like, oh, 
fuck? And like, yeah, I love also like, oh yeah, there's a reason because Sin Takitsuki or whatever her real name is. I forgot it. The fact that, oh yeah, that she was the kid he left and they got her. And mm-hmm. so that's why she grew up in this shitty place. And then Rize was there too. And it was, ah, oh, it's so fucking good, dude. The world building. <coughs> the world building is so fucking good. Dude, uh, I just have to highlight Yomo real quick because he is yes. the fucking goat. One of my favorite characters in the series. But um, when Kaneki, the gourmet, uh, Ayato, pretty much all the big hitters leave on a food collecting mission. Mutsuki's bitch ass comes down into the underground and decides, I'm going to kill all these women and children. And then, thank God, Yomo stayed behind just in case some shit went down because he soloed that whole team and let everybody get away and still lived to tell the tale. What a god. Him and Uda's, like, weird, fucked up brotherhood is awesome. Yeah. Like, that I, was a great fight, too. I, I was glad I love, to finally see him transformed. I love the idea of... Because I don't know if you, like all the prologue epilogue shit yeah they're Uda's still trying to kill him yeah but like like weekly <laughs> like but they're buddies though and and you know he's cool with it and i'm like all right sure cool and then red-haired bitch over there is like she's really into Uda, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really give a fuck yeah i'm like that's kind of sad but hey you do you girl you keep simping um Hinam- i want to talk about hinami what a Dude. fucking character because at first by the way i fucking forgot that she's 14 at the start of this they make her way younger like sounding and looking in the anime Mm -hmm. and then even even in the manga i'm like she's like she's like 10 it's like no she's 14 i'm like fuck right yeah and i'm like because she's such a like innocent like very childlike person i mean that which is you know it makes sense because she did start off life sheltered she couldn't go to school she couldn't read or write and then meeting Kaneki kind of changed all I, that I like that too it was fucking adorable in the anime when he's like oh yeah well, let me like sound it out and I'm like fuck this is cute yeah and then like reading it too I was like god this is some wholesome big brother Kaneki shit bruh and then like seeing her go and like actually fight and be like a, a actual cool ally and then like her protecting Kaneki yeah was awesome that, even when even when he was Heisei, I was like, hell yeah, dude. That was one of my favorite scenes as well, when uh, Kaneki actually goes to break her out, and he goes, all right, let's go. That The way that chapter ended really gave me like some tears in my eyes. Um, that, and then when she, in that chapter, which I think is just by far my favorite, where Toka and Akira take that walk, uh, Hinami shows up with the kids, and they're like, oh, Hinami, please read us a book, teach us how to read. And that felt like the most satisfying, like, conclusion to that arc to me. Just a good story, dude. If you haven't read it, we've gushed about it. It's fucking great. You should read it. I highly recommend it. And I don't really recommend manga to a lot of people. But, God, go give it a read. Tokyo Ghoul is great. I I love it to death. Uh, Also, and I'm going to get BJ to read this one at some point. should read Chainsaw Man. It's fucking great. I, I'm about to start reading it, actually. I asked for the physical editions for Christmas because there's only like seven of them. Uh, yeah, I think so. So um, I'll probably be able to power through those real quick. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, they are... This seems kind of up your alley. It's very weird, but it also takes a lot of the normal Shonen stuff, but also flips it on his head. Um, obviously, the the it's not finished physically. Um, I think... 8, 9, 10, and 11 are still going to come out periodically, uh, but they are 
I think, ready to print or whatever. They're just releasing them. Right. Um, but it's all in the Shonen Jump app. So mm-hmm. it is there. Yeah, that's that should be your biggest takeaway from this conversation. The Shonen Jump everyone, app is fucking great. Everyone should pay for this thing if you're even slightly into anime. Like, all the parts of JoJo that have been translated are on there for, like, a $2 a month. And you can read it unlimited after you pay for that. So I read through Tokyo Ghoul in like three days, and I paid two dollars for it. I I have read through all of Chainsaw Man. I read through all of Tokyo Ghoul. I'm somewhere in Bleach. I'm currently reading a um a little like it's only like fifteen chapters, so like one little novel mm-hmm. um, from Akira Toriyama called Sandland, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to that like original Dragon Ball feeling yeah. and like that art style because more, I feel more like, of the adventure instead of an action battle shit yeah yeah and they because like in dragon ball you can tell where it switches to battle and that's where i fall off of it because the art style changes the characters are vastly like weird in this setting where they're supposed to be heroes but they've been set up as like perverts and dickheads and then well my thing with dragon ball is that you can tell when it became action but then when z comes out somehow that formula worked yeah. really well because like Dragon Ball when it's just this kind of fun adventure is fun with very questionable very questionable humor sometimes uh, and then you can tell okay but we're action oriented now yeah. you're like okay sure it didn't work too well there then you get to Z and somehow Z's perfect yeah it's like the perfect battle shown in everything about it's great you want to see fight scenes you want to see power ups cool and you get to super and it's not enough anymore <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. I don't give a fuck. The the only time I've liked Super legitimately was the whole Goku Black saga where there felt it felt like there were actual stakes versus yeah, Goku's going to body this entire tournament. Yeah, it uh and the <clears> only <throat> reason and Goku signed up for that tournament even though knowing that if you lose, your world's destroyed. So Goku's full well with okay with killing other worlds if it means he can fight. Yeah, uh, my my biggest parts of Z, and really the only parts that I like to go back to, are the parts with Trunks, because um, he's just a badass motherfucker. Fun fact, he's in the Goku Black Saga. That's true, that's why I want to see that, but um, I just want them to make the Broly show now. Just make it all about Broly. Dude, <laughs> well, so that was my favorite thing about Broly, is they immediately go, let's give him a backstory that's really good. Yeah. And they, they did it. Like, I really felt for Broly. I was like, yo, he's, this is awesome. And then, they would, like, because you already have the Vegeta Goku set up. We don't need to set them up. Mm-hmm. We just need to set up Broly, get them all in the same space, and then, boom, fight. Yeah. And boy, do they fight. It's amazing. If you haven't seen the Broly movie, definitely check it out. It is some of the most hype fight scenes in an anime I've seen. I was like, Fuck yeah, dude, this is so sick. But that's what I love so much about Broly is that he kind of goes back to that like OG Dragon Ball mindset mm-hmm. Goku type thing. Um, he's, where he's not a giant pervert and not a stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's just like an innocent guy. He just wants to like play and be a normal person, but he can't because he's too powerful. And then in the end where it's like Goku showing up and he's like, all right, we're friends now. And then Broly's like, what's a friend? <laughs> I thought it was great. I yeah. Uh, I I want to see. I just like and I like stuff like that where it's very simple. Like yeah, I'll take convoluted Tokyo Ghoul esque plots any day. But I think that's why I like Bleach so much. Is there's not really that convoluted of a plot. It's very clear bad guy, 
Ichigo good guy. They're going to fight. Mm-hmm. Ichigo get more powerful. And I'm like, good. <laughs> and, the, like, it's very mind-numbingly, like, simple. But, like, there's something so good about the simplicity. Because, like, I feel like Naruto got at fucking all over the place with the whole Great Shinobi War thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. It's hype as fuck. I didn't need it. I feel like you could have stopped after pain. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. They're not, they weren't gonna cause money, but like, yeah, I feel like pain, that whole part was the ending we needed. And then cause Naruto achieved his goal. He was accepted by his peers. And by that point, Sasuke had killed Itachi. So you're like, okay, well now they just got to fight. But then they're like, nah, let's go to full war. And then Madara. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's, it is cool. Like I actually like the fourth creation of war. But like, eh, yeah, it could have done without. There's a lot to be desired there, I think. But speaking of Naruto, uh, there's a new chapter of Fortnite. A new, I guess, I guess it's chapter. It's chapter three. Yes, they um, they flipped the island upside down. The Rock is the main protagonist. Well, they they confirmed it was the rock whereas before it was just his voice, right? Yeah, he takes his helmet off and he does the eyebrow thing <laughs> and uh he does a whole bunch of shit. But what I'm building up to is that this season has Spider-Man in it and it's fucking sick. Apparently it has better web swinging than uh Avengers. It does. It's incredibly sick and they added the Daily Bugle as a location. Nice. Yeah, very very dope. The um the alternate suits are black, of course. That's like the last battle pass thing. Mm-hmm. And then past level one hundred, they have future foundation. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So hell yeah, super dope. I need to play this. I, I actually feel like I need to play Fortnite more. I've been playing a lot of Halo, and I, I like some Halo. really cool guns in this one. Oh yeah, nice. Another scoped AR, but uh, I think much higher. Fire I rate. think they're gonna put uh, Master Chief back in the item shop at some point because Halo's release is two days away. hundred percent. Speaking of that, I actually have some things to talk about that, and then I want to get into my Pokemon stuff. By the way, anything else you've been playing or doing, or um, worth, I guess worth a note? Let me think. I did Tokyo Ghoul, Sandland. Uh, yesterday, I picked up some stuff. I got Disney Magical World Two, nice, which is like a cult classic. Animal Crossing like they yeah. came out on the 3DS they revamped it for Switch so that's cool and then I bought the new Disney uh, collection which has the NES Genesis and all the other versions of Lion King Aladdin Aladdin, and, and now the Jungle Book so I was going to say we've had the Aladdin and Lion King ones but now yeah Jungle Book added to that yeah it's good it's weird because the uh, the icon on Switch shows up as just Aladdin and Lion King still, but Jungle Book is in there. So. I, well, I bet you it was like just a re-release type thing, where like cause it was the same thing. I, I played it like a while, and then I sold it because I was like, oh yeah, right, I forgot I didn't really like this game. Mm-hmm. Attack on Titan two, uh, had like the, if you buy the last battle pack and you put in the Switch, it's still just Attack on Titan two. Mm. It's just preloaded with the DLC. It doesn't say last battle or whatever the fuck. It's just no, it's just here you go. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's probably just that. They were like, it's a repackaged thing. Right. Because, yeah, we already got the first two. The Jungle Book just being added was cool. Yeah, I think it might have actually just been an update, too, for people that owned the game. But I didn't care to look into that. Um, But I got that. And then the big thing that I got, which was a lot of money, I got two copies of the special edition of Danganronpa... Ultra Despair, or whatever you want to call it. It's pretty much just all the Danganronpa games, right? It's all of them, but without uh, Ultra Despair Girls, weirdly. 
That was like the more action oriented one, kind of right? Like a yeah, not was it like a third person shooter? Like what was it? Yeah, it's a weird yeah. third person shooter where you're going around town shooting monokumas with a megaphone. Yeah, I I mean, hey, the series is big. I've never been able to get into it. So, but good on them because they seem to be like it's kind of the same with like Yakuza, where like it was very clearly a niche thing, mm-hmm. and then now it's it's kind of more well known. Yeah, that putting out like a third game and like other games are like actually profitable. So I I'm all you know I love that it's getting it's getting there. It's not my cup of tea, but it has its fans. But now thanks to TikTok, they were like, all right, we got to re-release it. We got to make manga because nobody, all these kids don't know how to play video games. And also, fuck visual novels yeah but uh no real danganronpa fuck autistic real danganronpa fans play the visual novels i'll never be a real fan then i guess (laughs) fuck i tried when i had a vita i really tried because i think you had recommended it to me as well so i was like all right i I, fuck i tried (laughs) there's just a point where i'm like i'm so bored yeah but it's not for me i mean i i granted i think i like ace attorney better as like a visual novel style game, but that's just because Ace Attorney has a lot of humor that I vibe with, more yeah, so than Danganronpa. Danganronpa doesn't have <laughs> nearly the same kind of humor as Ace Attorney, but uh, I can vibe with both. I think I do prefer Ace Attorney, but they're not doing shit with that outside of re-releasing the same three games every couple of years. Yep. Um, just give us the fucking 3DS ones, man. I want that collection. Or just, you know, do what you do with Mega Man 11. Make a new one. Make a new one. Devil May Cry 5. Resident Evil 7. Crazy shit, right? You just need like 17 JPEGs and you got a game for that. Yeah. yeah like that's <laughs> that's what gets me is I'm like, how have you not like just... I'm surprised that's not the most recycled one they've done. Because like, yeah, it feels like there's the least amount of effort goes into... Or at least when it comes to like... You don't really have to animate much. You don't have to do like these hyper cut scenes. Just a bunch of text various versions of the same jpeg and then like the occasional objection mm-hmm. uh thing and that's it and even on 3ds when they switched to 3d models they still kept the same kind of like canned animations in the visual novel sections yeah. you could definitely just up those yeah so i don't get what the deal is there but uh what about pokemon what did you want to say about that well first uh halo infinite oh yes right great game I love it. I'm very excited for the campaign. Um, it has a lot of problems. Um, if you want to look into that, I would recommend like doing some research. But it, there's some modes that are not there. Um, some that aren't going to be there even at launch. Uh, people are saying that they want to have a Slayer-only playlist, which is the general like team deathmatch, mm-hmm. which has been a thing in Halo games before. It's not going to be there. Um, the battle pass is all types of fucked. Now it's more bearable to just play and get XP. But, like, all these challenges were fucked and shit. The the challenges are stupid anyway. Um, the That whole... F- that Tenrai event with the cool samurai armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck you if you wanted to get any of that. You pretty much had to just complete challenges or buy the swaps. So that you would hope a Tenrai challenge would show up. Instead of, you know, having its own separate challenge list. Right. You know, like you normally do. No. Because this, this game, again, it sucks... Because it very, it's very clear that somebody higher up was like, no, monetize the shit out of it. Yeah. Because the gameplay is fucking great. Playing it, I mean, you played it a little bit when we were mad. Yeah, it was, it was fucking fun. It feels fluid. It's great. The only thing is like the collision. So like, if you're gonna melee someone, 
they can kind of run through you. And if they melee at the right time, it counts as a back hit and you instantly die. Yeah, I got that's, killed like that a couple of times. That's the one gripe I have with the multiplayer. Everything else, guns are great, except the pulse carbine because it's shit. Um, the fluidity of the movement, jumping around, like everybody starting with an assault rifle is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then picking up a weapon, fighting over the power weapons too. Like getting a banshee, doing all the, like it feels like Halo, but then like the shit around the multiplayer sucks. Yeah. So we'll see. Apparently, a lot of the reviews are saying really good things about hitting the campaign to the point where Jason Schreier said that that apparently this game was crunched to hell mm-hmm. and said you can only you're, you, there's only two outcomes you get like this. You either become Anthem, or in this case, talking about Halo, you get something like God of War. And I went, mm. ooh, fuck, damn. So I'm very excited. I've I've listened to a couple non-spoiler reviews. People are saying, yeah, the campaign's good. That's great. It's uh, it's it's not. It, I think it's debatable if it's as good as the original trilogy, but it's, it's definitely a step in the right it's, direction. It's the best thing three four three has done, including Halo Wars two, which is phenomenal. Damn. Um, I think, and some people are saying like, yeah, it's beat. It beats Halo five at the water, no, no doubt. Of course. Um, it beats Halo four, and there's some people who are saying that they could see it beating Reach. Wow. So I, I'm very excited to jump into this, this, uh, this campaign. Speaking of fixed battle passes, by the way, the Fortnite XP is back to normal. The battle oh, pass. It is. Like, it's, a, it's a battle pass, not a fucking star shit. Right. Well, I mean, you, you still get stars for leveling up. Okay. But, like, the way you gain EXP is back to the way it was before, where you're just constantly, all the missions are available to you, and you don't have to select dumb shit. So you can just play a match and level up. Good. Yeah, because that, that is another thing. That's the biggest problem, is I'll be playing a game of Capture the Flag, and my teammate doesn't want to fucking touch the flag because, well, hey, he has to get he has to get ten kills with the sidekick pistol, so he is focused on kills in a game of capture the flag. Yeah, and it's like, god dang it, bro, can you sh- just do the fucking objective? So that is another thing. This this challenge thing, it really, it it doesn't incentivize you wanting to actually do those challenges because now you're focused on like, oh. I like because that's why people want a Slayer only playlist is because right, so I can farm do challenges like I can pretty much do all of the like combat challenges I want and then it's like oh there's an oddball oh, yeah, I'll just what, I'll play a couple quick plays here and there probably get, knock those out but it's yeah, man it's fucking it's so weird having such a good game and such a bad game at the same time yeah it's like Fuck, dude! It's everything around the gameplay sucks, but the gameplay is fucking amazing. Like the core is great, but the meta around it is just <clears throat> ass. I, based on that alone, I think there's going to be some good. They've already. I mean, you saw like I showed it when we were at Matt's house. The EXP difference, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it used to be, you're guaranteed a hundred XP and then fifty XP just constantly. And then this one, they go, okay, your first match, you get 300. Your next two matches, you get 200. Next three, you get 100. And then you get 50 going forward after that. So you're guaranteed to at least, you play a couple hours a night, you're going to get through like two of the battle pass a day. Yeah. Which is way better than what it was, where I wouldn't get through a battle pass for like three nights. And I'm like, all right, fuck. Granted, this battle pass will never expire. So that's, I guess, good. But now I'm wondering how it's going to work with multiple... Because I've already seen how they do it with the fucking Fractured event. Mm-hmm. If I have multiple battle passes, do I choose which one? Like, how does that work? Are you going to put, like, here's your Reach challenge for the day. Here's your Battle Pass 2 challenge for the day. Like, how's that going to fucking work? I think you're going to have to select which one you're working on at the time. Like, okay, which one do you want to get the quest for? And then you'll mm. be... 
locked into just that one for a while. They but, should have done that with the Tenrai event. Because mm-hmm. I would have happily skipped playing the Battle Pass just to unlock the fucking sick samurai-looking armor. I still haven't unlocked it. I have some extra bonus points for it, or bonus things for it, but I don't have the actual fucking core yet. Yeah. And the, thankfully, the thing is coming back, so I will get a chance to actually finish that. But fuck you, I want that core. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, um, Halo's good. I'll have something to say about it next week when the campaign's actually out, so I'll actually be able to talk about that. Very excited for that. Very nice. excited for that. Um, and uh, it is different, so it's going to be a more open world-esque thing, so I'm very excited. Apparently, if, if it takes to complete the game, like doing a lot of the missions and stuff, is like 30 hours, mm-hmm. which is the longest campaign in Halo has had in terms of content. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how that goes, because I could beat a Halo game in a day. Yeah, they're they're pretty quick. So I'll, I'll, I'm very excited to kind of see what I'll do with that. Um, but yeah, Pokemon... I, that is mainly what I've been doing, is playing a lot of Pokemon. I've been playing Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, White, Ooh. Platinum, and Sun. Damn, you're getting like... I'm I'm like, anytime I get... Many different experiences. Well, anytime, anytime I kind of get bored with one, I'll jump to another. I've also started Sword, but I'm not going to finish it. At least not now. It's so hard to finish one of those. It's really not it's very fast i mean like, like not not from a gameplay perspective but, but from a holding fit, my yeah. interest like, yeah it's so that's, hard that's true you can only push me down so many hallways covered with grass before i stop so the reason i've been playing this is because i i have been watching and reading and there is a discourse right so some people are asking hey why don't you put platinum content in this remake mm-hmm. and there are some just I want to call them coping ass defenders because they're saying, well, it's cause it's a diamond and pearl remake, not a platinum remake. And to that, I say, all right, bitch, look at heart gold, soul silver. Yeah. They added a lot. Also the whole sweet coon storyline is in that game. Mm-hmm. So fuck off. Also fucking Omega Ruby alpha Sapphire added mega evolution as a central part of the plot. And then did the Delta episode to give you a chance to catch Rayquaza. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? Like, literally, Brilliant Diamond Shining Prawn, I think I said this last week, and I now I'm confirmed to saying it, it is a very faithful remake to a fault. Mm. To the point where our fire-type gym leader has only two fire-types because that's all you can catch. The rest of his team is just, I think, a Steelix, Lopany, <laughs> and uh, Bronze, Bronzong? I think is his team. And then Infernape and Rapidash. Yeah. Same with the Sunny Shore City. He can't use Electivire. You know why? Because it's not in the fucking regional decks. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck would you not give them their platinum teams? I have a prediction for this game. <coughs> a year from now, we're going to get a Nintendo Direct, and they're going to Fire Emblem Fates it, where you have to pl- have played both games and then buy a DLC to play through the platinum version. I'll be fucking pissed. <laughs> I would actually be so upset. I like this to me. Like, look, I'm gonna be real. We're at the age now. We don't need two versions of the, of the game anymore. A hundred percent. Like, I get why they do it. it. And again, the whole trading thing and stuff like that. Sure. From that, and then now there there seem to be adding newer stuff, like different gym leaders. Like in Sword and Shield, there was different gym leaders for the variations, different Pokemon variations. If you can give substantial differences between <coughs> between the two. I think it'd be a, a better ask to, to buy both. The problem is, and you can see I, I've bought both on a lot of these. 
why the fuck like i only buy both because my brother will play it yeah. and I, I have someone to play it with so that's the only reason i, I end up buying two but like oh man you know how hype it would have been if instead of going diamond and pori makes they say yeah fuck that here's platinum i would have lost my shit even with the shitty chibi style yeah just because platinum's fucking great like they fixed a lot of shit from diamond and pearl to platinum and the fact that they didn't do like they added some platinum content like remember how you can walk with cheryl in the woods mm-hmm. yeah that's there that's it um <laughs> all the like <clears throat> like there, there's small platinum content where it's like why is this here yeah not the good stuff like the little weird like shit. you gave us cheryl but then you didn't give the gym leaders their fucking teams yeah that's weird also again i think we're at this age now where they're not going to put every pokemon in every pokemon game anymore right because this game has only the Sinnoh decks and the national decks at the time you cannot even though fairy type is in the game you can't bring other fairy types from other games because they weren't a thing yet you can only you can't bring yanova pokemon in the game only Sinnoh. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had the whole fucking decks. Yeah. <clears throat> Granted, Sword and Shield added that shit back, I guess, but it still was just like, God, fuck off. Yeah. But you had still had to pay like 30 bucks to get access to those Pokemon, which is fucking ridiculous. I mean, 30 bucks is not the most egregious season pass uh, thing that I've bought, realistically. Um,. That's about this. That's granted. It's about the size of an Assassin's Creed one, but that's true. Assassin's but... Creed gives you way more content and doesn't lock it behind. Like the Siege of Paris for Valhalla was a full new story. Mm-hmm. Same with the Wrath of the Druids, and apparently there's another one coming that's apparently going to be forty hours long. And I'm like, fuck. And like comparing old Pokemon games to these ones, where you could just import Pokemon from any region, whatever you wanted to do. If you wanted to fucking take a Pokemon from a Game Boy Color game... Well, you actually couldn't do that. You could if you had a DS. No, no. Uh, Game Boy Color... So, the only way that you could actually catch them all is if you had Ruby, Sapphire, or Emerald, Fire Red, and Leaf Green. Because that was the only way you could bring them. Because you couldn't actually transfer... Oh, right. Because it had to be the GBA ones and then send it up to Uh, the... Gen 3, because that was the first time we... There's a reason why there are Pokemon fans who have never played past Gen 2. Mm -hmm. is because they got mad they couldn't carry their team over to to the Game Boy because there was no way to. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they... That was one of the main reasons why they remade Fire Red. So you can bring a Kanto team into Emerald and Ruby Sapphire. And then you could bring that shit into Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not the first time this has happened. It's the first time that it fucking sucks. Because now it's a staple, right? Mm-hmm. But then now they're like, nah, fuck that. But no. The the biggest gripe right that I have of this is that like Pokemon Legends looks like it's going to be fun. But I don't like this. Because apparently all Pokemon games are made on a three-year cycle. Hmm. Why? You have the money and talent to not do that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, Game Freak aren't lazy-ass developers. I mean, just look at Platinum and Black and White. That was them firing on all cylinders and wanting to make the best shit they could. Granted, Black and White sold well, but it's probably not fun to hear that this game sucks. Where's my Pokemon? Hey, I don't like this game. Whose dumb idea was it to make an ice cream cone Pokemon? What the fuck? A pile of garbage? This is bullshit. These designs are stupid. This game is stupid. Over and over again. And that's probably why they went like, just be really safe with X and Y. Yeah. 
And they were, which is why I don't like those games anymore. I liked them when I first played them because it got me back into Pokemon. And I played them recently and went, man, these games suck. You know what I love is when Game Freak makes a game that isn't Pokemon. Like Little Town Hero. Like Little Town Hero. And then one of my favorite GBA games, Drill Dozer. That shit slaps. Did you know? And this, this, this proved to me that Game Freak is not a Nintendo company. Little Town Heroes on the Xbox. Really? Yep. I saw it, and I was like, no fucking way. I didn't know and that. And then I realized, oh yeah, Game Freak is not owned by Nintendo. That's super weird. Pokemon is, a third of it is at least, Game Freak, the po- I think it's Game Freak Creatures and Nintendo mm-hmm. all own one third of the Pokemon company. So Pokemon can't leave Nintendo consoles, but if Game Freak made anything else, they absolutely could. Yeah. Which is why when they made Little Tiny Hero, there's a small little indie game. It's only like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. It's on the Xbox. I don't know if it's on PlayStation. I didn't check, but I saw it on the Xbox. I was like, what the fuck? That's super weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's... Again, they're not... like I've said it before. Like People who like to say, yeah, Game Freak is, is lazy and they're shit developers. They made some of the best Pokemon games of all time. Platinum. They literally went Platinum. Banger. Heart Gold Soul Silver. Bangers. Fucking black and white. Bangers. Black and white too. Fucking bangers. They know what they're doing. The problem is, like, yeah, I think the they're, they're not good with 3D. Mm-hmm. And the move to 3D has kind of fucked them up. Where I think the best 3D games are Mega Ruby Off Sapphire and Sun and Moon. Yeah. Sun and Moon has a really good story. It's very hand-holdy because it really wants you to experience the story. But I like the story and I like the battling and stuff. And then- I liked the the concepts they did and all the um like the Pokemon designs in that gen I thought were great. Yeah. The gym leaders were awesome. That was the first time that I think people really started simping for gym leaders and I think that's why in the card I'm, game I'm now. A, I'm going to be real, bro. Olivia, the Island Kahuna I remember playing that game and just because it starts with it shows you like it, it does a pan up of her walking away and I'm like they know what they were doing because I was playing that and went damn I'm about to simp which we've always had that you're gonna be real like tell me like you're gonna look me in the face and tell me you didn't look at Cynthia and go yep I'll I'll, I'll spend all the pokey dollars yeah like come on they've always had and like I, I actually say they've been getting really good at character design a lot better I love Black and White's characters. I love them all. And I think that is one of the, the things that I will give the 3D era of Pokemon is I think they have killer character design. All of the Sword and Shield characters are fucking great. All the gym leaders are so different enough that I'm like, this is awesome. Char- and then and then you have, obviously, the simpable characters like Nessa, Sonya, Melanie, things like that. But then you have just interesting characters like Marnie mm-hmm. and then people like Pierce. Yeah, because that was I think the one time in a Pokemon game, or at least in Sword and Shield, where I was like hype for a gym battle, because he goes, "Yeah, we don't Dynamax here," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Just an OG Pokemon battle, which I sweat because I had a fighting type, <laughs> but I was like, "This is sick." And then he's a Dark type gym leader. I love the rundown shit, and his theme isn't the gym leader theme; it's his own theme. And I'm nice. like, "This is some sick shit." And then the story was shit, but. I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, if only, like, fuck taking three years. If that's not enough time for the game, take more. I understand that there's so much shit going around because, like, they have to write the anime and the merchandise and all that shit. I mean, you've now shown that you're cool. Fuck, I bumped it. Uh, 
you've shown that you're cool with outsourcing. Mm-hmm. You literally got this stupid ass company who, by the way, has their one of their some of their biggest roles had been helping with Dragon Quest Eleven and Yakuza Zero. Yeah. So then they did this. This is their first project. They just got the full develop. And um, sure, Masuda directed it or as the creative director, but it's like give someone else the IP for a bit. Like Let Monolith Soft make a Pokemon game. Not even them. <laughs> Let the fucking Octopath devs do one. Yeah. Like, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. If you're going to do Gen 5 remakes, do not make them full 3D. Dear God, please no. Speaking Let- of Octopath, by the way, just to derail us for a second. Yeah, go ahead. I went to GameStop yesterday while I was picking up all this shit. Yep. And they don't have a collector's edition listed for Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I don't know if there's... When, it comes out in January, right? Or, I think so, but I could definitely see it being one of those, you have to go to Square Enix's website and sign up for our email and spend $20 more than it's worth, like everything else on here. Yep. Like, have you seen the fucking Final Fantasy plushes on there? Yeah. Like, this tall for 50 bucks? Fuck that shit. The only thing I wanted to buy from them were, like, the little small caricatures of the OG7 like those are really cute models but uh I also really just want to buy some of the figures cause like god they're like I say what you will about them their fucking play arts and kai art shit are yeah. some high quality level shit like they did some Star Wars shit mm-hmm. and I was like no fucking way and I looked at them there's some sick sick level shit I still want the Tetsuya Nomura design Batman figure oh yeah holy fuck that, like, I want Ted Cena more, like, dude, DC, get him on and just have him design all your heroes for, like, a line. That would be so dope. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine a Ted Cena more designed Spider-Man? Uh, I think he actually did one. Had, oh, my gosh. Really? He did. I think he did him and Wolverine. Please look that up. I need to see this. All like, right. I will I'll clown on this man all the time because I have had to sit through his bullshit, but, like... <laughs> He's a phenomenal artist. 100%. His best thing that he can do is uh, character design by oh, far. Oh, yeah. Well, every Final Fantasy character is fucking his at this point. Okay, so. it's... He did the Iron Spider, like, redesign thing. Okay. I'm about to see this for the first... Oh, that's so fucking cool. Hold on. <laughs> Yo. Oh, that's so sick. Right. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yeah, dude. Get get him on that shit. Yeah. 100%. This man has this man is great at character designs. Like, fuck the yeah. Speaking of Spider-Man, did you see the uh the new Spider-Verse trailer because I haven't. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then the fact that it's part 1. Ooh. This movie is part 1 apparently. It's called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. And no spoilers, but Spider-Man 2099, baby. Well, I mean... We I, got Miguel. I kind of figured he was going to be in it, considering the last one and how it ended. Yeah, well, no, but, like, the the trailer show... Because apparently this, this movie is going to actually uh, explore Gwen and, and Miles' relationship, which I'm all for. Hell yeah. Um, And then Miguel, the, the scene they show is him fighting Miles. Ooh. And I'm like, what did that mean? <laughs> What that mean though? Oscar Isaac stays winning. Yeah, holy shit. Um, I'm so hyped for that movie. Like in into the Spider Verse is fucking great, and across the Spider Verse, 
Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Of course, Sony's going to capitalize on the one thing they had, <laughs> which was a fucking phenomenal award-winning animated movie mm-hmm. that they let the creators go off on. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That movie is the perfect example of like why people should care about animation. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> Sony just seemed to be like, just fuck it, do whatever you want. Here's your shit budget. And then it came out and blasted everything else around it. Well, like, it's the same thing with Arcane. Like, anybody who, like, refuses to watch things because of animation, I feel are missing out on some phenomenal stories. Mm-hmm. Arcane, Into the Spider-Verse, fucking Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. It's one of the best animated series I've fucking seen, and it's great, and you got some of the best Batman stories. But some people, no, it's a kid's cartoon. Fuck off. Yeah, but, like, that cartoon shaped Batman for basically ever since it came out. I guarantee you most people my age who think of Batman will think of those cartoons. Mm-hmm. And what makes it even better is the Arkham series are like spiritual successors to those cartoons. Exactly. So yeah, when you want to feel like Batman, I hate that. that. Like That's what it is. Like That's what I think of when it's Batman. Like when I think Batman, animated series, Arkham games, Under the Red Hood movie, year one kind of, but like just... Yeah, pretty much anything Bruce Tim understood. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini understood Batman, mm-hmm. and they they nailed it. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that thing is still like people still hold it in high regard. Some people will never watch it because they're assholes, but hey, it's there. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon is in a weird spot, and I I'm gonna I think Legends is gonna be my breaking point. If Legends is bad, like. When I say it's bad, if Legends like it's just straight up unfun, I don't like it, and whatever, because it's it's a side game, so I have to remember that. Apparently, it's gonna be like a Monster Hunter more so than an open world Breath of the Wild, which I actually sold me a bit more on it. That's really cool because yeah, the the monsters you fight, you actually have to go find. Yeah, I I remember seeing a little snippet in the trailer where a Pokemon is attacking the trainer. And he's, like, dodging out of the way to try to get away. You have to do that. So, like, apparently the way that you fight Pokemon is you have to throw your Pokeball next to it. Mm. And then your Pokemon will come out. And that starts a little mini battle. There are apparently these things called Lord Pokemon or whatever. Pokemon Lords. And they're, like, three health bars. Damn. That you have to, like, throw rocks or throw whatever at them. Dodge out of the way. Release your Pokemon and fight. And get the three health bars down. And I'm like... Again, it sounds cool. I hope to God it's not just a, like... Because I see a lot of people who are like, where's all the towns and cities? Like, where's all the people? And I'm like, they're there? This game feels like it's going to be a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. Which you know what that means? You have the hub world, and then your areas to explore. Mm-hmm. And I think people going in expecting Breath of the Wild are going to be severely disappointed. I think so, too. But through my eyes, it's already doing things to, like progress pokemon past the shit stage it's in it's one version yeah. pay 60 dollars and you have the game yeah and then as far as pre-order bonuses go you don't get shit for pre-ordering regular pokemon games before we started the podcast i was looking at the pokemon center you get a little arceus plush that's about the size of the game box that's another thing we haven't arceus is not even on the box art yeah what the fuck is he gonna do about the story like that's what i'm wondering is like why is it called pokemon legends arceus if he's not in the fucking trailers or anything else, like, what does that mean? What if it's about the creation of Arceus? But he created Sinnoh. But you, you you create Arceus, and then he just resets the world. Yeah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see it. I kind of like uh, the, the, the crafting 
mm-hmm. mechanics. So you actually have to go collect stuff to craft your stuff. That's how you make Pokeballs. You can just buy them, apparently. That's great. The uh, <coughs> the customization, there they keep adding that in each game, which I'm all for. They should add, like, a farming mechanic for the berry trees. I like, do, to like, make the balls. That's the thing, is that, like, if this game has enough different things in it, that's like, oh, yeah, this Pokemon battling is still here. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, you can catch Pokemon yourself without battling, or if you want to do it the battle way, you can. But there's also this thing. The crafting thing, like camping, like I'm wondering what is in this game, mm-hmm. and I, I think we're gonna find out closer to release, obviously. But I, I don't know, man. I I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic for this game. We I think at this point we just need a new direct to come out, like probably either late December, early January. I was say it comes out January, it's like 28th, I think. Yeah, they they desperately need to direct and just show us more of this game and what's coming out next year because right now I think it's only like Kirby Kirby and Bayonetta 3 and oh yeah uh, I forgot about that Jim yeah so we got Bayo 3 Pokemon Legends and Kirby I think are the big ones obviously probably another Mario something game yeah Mario does his taxes Mario Rabbids that's oh yeah that, yeah that is coming out I'm excited so, for that yeah I'm very excited like Mario Rabbids 1 was a very like like I bought it because I'm like yeah you know I'll probably play it for an hour and and whatever fucking beat that game it's great yeah, i was grinding out all the skill trees and everything it was it was surprisingly robust i love that that game won strategy game of the year by the way <laughs> because how many XCOM motherfuckers were so upset it's like what this kid game go with you and i'm like yes kid game's fucking great i loved that uh that interview they did with the XCOM like director and he was like yeah this is great <laughs> I, I fucking love that that's the best ubisoft game i've played in years and it was because Nintendo had their grubby little hands on it, so Ubisoft couldn't monetize the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I think they should just partner with Ubisoft a little bit more. Let Probably them not do... anymore. That, I don't know if you read that, but apparently Ubisoft's going to find a way to implement NFTs into their oh, shit. Never mind. So yeah, no, stay as far the fuck away. <laughs> And we're back. There was a fire. <laughs> Apparently, well, yeah, it was the, my little candle that I've been burning. I just kind of let go. I didn't think, like, because I've had it, like, go. Yeah, it's been lot. going since before I got here. Like, it, I have this thing, like, go, like, for hours, and it's I've never had the fire alarm go off. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, so I might, I might hold off on candles for a minute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, I, I guess we'll just have this be the end, because there wasn't really much else I want to talk about. We... I could honestly go on about Pokemon for hours and hours and hours about my feelings on this whole thing. Uh, but I think one of the main things I wanted to say about that was that Platinum's still great. Heart Gold's still great. White's still phenomenal. Sun, I actually really like. And then it it's very odd to, to play a Sinnoh game like Platinum and then see the improvements mm-hmm. and see that the remake doesn't implement those improvements. Yeah. So... If you want a Pokemon game and you're just in it for the general Pokemon stuff, because I think I think that's Pokemon's problem is that bare bones, it's always gonna be fun. Yeah. Like no matter what, you could get the shittiest Pokemon game, but like, oh yeah, but you can catch Pokemon, trade them up, train them up, trade them, battle them, beat the Elite Four, fight the gym leaders. That's always fun. It's yeah. just the stuff around it is what can hinder that. So it's still a fun Pokemon game, but it's like kinda wish it was more. But. Yeah, I the thing that I want most right now is more of the spin-offs from Bandai Namco cuz I I Pokemon. love the Pokémon Snap. 
is the best looking fucking Pokemon game on the Switch. Yeah, and that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. That and Pokemon, I think, still looks amazing. Also, Pokemon Snap has voice acting. Yeah, which is leaps and bounds better than Sword and Shield, ironically. I, that game should have had voice acting. Have you seen people doing like fan dubs for it? No, but that sounds awesome. I actually want to go and see if someone like fan dubs all the like cutscenes and like I'll just play those while it's happening on my Switch. That would be a cool like mod patch to put yeah. in. I might actually if that's a mod, I might actually like get like a Switch Lite just to mod the shit out of it mm-hmm. so that I can do something like that. There's some cool things you can do with a modded Switch. Yeah. I I want I'm trying to get a 3DS that I can mod. I, I've been looking for one as well. My thing is I want to find a 2DS XL because that's what I'm most comfortable with and I like that one the most, but they're getting extremely hard to find. <laughs> the one I'm trying to... I just want like a standard 3DS because I feel like having one of those... I don't want the XL, but I kind of want to get the, the new 3DS before when XL mm, with yeah. like the colored buttons and shit. That's hard to find. It is, and they barely release them here outside of like Black Friday deals like yeah. three or two or three years in a row yeah so. they, and they were all super mario editions there was like a standard yeah you had now, to import all the face plates well that they did release one face plate in the u.s it was the pokemon red and blue ones sold out in 10 seconds yeah so i i was online and someone was selling the face plates for 300 dollars. fuck off yeah no console kill yourself that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what i thought i was like so does it come with the thing Okay, cool. If I really wanted to, I could just buy one of those and 3D print them shits and slap a sticker on that shit. Honestly, I've I like for some of these scalper ass motherfuckers, I've intended to do that. Yeah. Make make a product that is very much not the thing and s- undercut some of these fuckers. Mm-hmm. But just because I'm like, yeah, eat a dick. It's so easy to do. Making like 3DS faceplates that are just like a clear shell that you can slide something under. Boom, market destroyed. Well, also, like, I like case in point, like buying the, the Sun and Moon double packs. Mm-hmm. I want to go on there and just fucking, like, put out, like. Because it's just a cardboard box that yeah. you can print and put over it. I honestly want to just do that. Like, make a bunch of them and say, hey, here, you can buy these cardboard uh, slip covers for your, your Sun and Moon copies, six bucks each. Yeah. And be like, yeah, here you go. And then just undercut some of that shit just so people would be so down with it and like have the cases and stuff. Because did you see some people are selling cases for Game Boy games, but in like DS style cases? No, I haven't. But I have seen um, there's a seller on Etsy. By the way, if you are into like retro gaming or you need cases for like digital games or whatever, go to Etsy because there's a ton of shit on there. But there's a seller on there that makes reproduction carts of all the Pokemon games up to GBA, I think. And they have repro boxes that are like plastic, but still like the flap style and all the manuals reprinted and everything. It's amazing. You need to show me some of those. Cause I've been trying to get some like, cause I understand finding getting a re a reproduction game boy cartridge is iffy mm-hmm. for sometimes, but I, I, at this point I kind of just want some, they, uh, they also have a thing that seems to be unique to them as a seller is a English version of green with a full box, Ooh. which is really dope. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Because, like, I, I, I'm... Look, if Nintendo's not going to sell it to me, then fuck you. I'm going to go buy it from somebody else. Nintendo hates selling their own things. <laughs> For real. Like, at this point, it's like, look, I get it. You want to re-release your shit? But if you put, like, an app on the Switch that's just... I'll pay, I'll pay 60 bucks. To have red, blue, yellow, Omega, Sapphire, Ruby, like all of them. 
That I'll would... pay the sixty dollars of all the Pokemon games available to me. I'll pay, I'll pay a hundred fucking dollars, like just to have them all on my Switch. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Connect that shit with Pokemon Home. I do having like the like the fact they re-released blue, red, and yellow in the 3DS was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, those games suck, but they did gold and silver eventually too. Yeah. in like every language and crystal, I guess. And but. that's the thing is like, okay, why not do? I mean, they said GBA won't work on 3DS, which is bullshit. Um, it does because yeah. it fucking did at launch, and then they didn't sell those games. It's like, dude, come on. I would have bought the shit out of all of them if you would have re-released Ruby Sapphire. Like I would have bought Ruby and Sapphire and Emeralds all together, even though I just buy one. No, I'd want them all. Yeah, I'd want a a copy of Fire Red and Leaf Green. Even if like even if they want to say that it's an emulation problem, I can spend half an hour on my dinky little Chinese handheld and tweak the settings slightly and make those games run exactly like they did on their original consoles. Probably run better. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is that, like, some of these games run fucking better on emulation because they're, like, uncapped. Everything is, like, fully open. So. What I'm saying is they should just make a Metal Gear Solid collection but for all the Pokemon games and charge me, like, 120 bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking buy it. Exactly. Like, fuck that. And then, I, you know what? I'll probably go to Target because they're probably going to get a steelbook. Because mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl got a steelbook, and I'm fucking mad. Target got a Diamond and Pearl steelbook? Somebody did. I don't know who did, but fuck. somebody got a Diamond and Pearl steelbook, and I'm fucking pissed. Time to go on the hunt. I was about to say, <laughs> dude, I've been trying to find that Sword and Shield steelbook, and that gold one. Oh, yeah. That shit's expensive as fuck, and I'm so upset that I didn't. Like, I was like, fuck. I hate that I was working at GameStop when this came out. So, I'm um, I'm gonna watch for Arceus's uh, content. If that comes out with a steelbook, that's where I'm gonna get it. A hundred percent. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that too. I might honestly just go to uh, Best Buy because they'll probably have a steelbook, probably for that game. But we'll see. Um. Anyway, thank you guys for for listening. Uh, we're gonna. I don't know when me and BJ are gonna do it. We're gonna try to like actually sit down and like get kind of things together because we want to do a video to this podcast we Um, also need to uh have our little aerial guest episode but i want to take that board from matt's house if he'll let us and borrow one of their mics for that yeah um but yeah we're gonna have her as a guest at some point we'll probably do that at their house yeah they've got a lot of space yeah so that's be a lot easier but um yeah we'll we'll hopefully have some more guests soon Uh, i'll probably do another matt episode at some point Mm-hmm. Probably when everybody's finished reading Dune. Yeah, and with the holidays right now and all of our friends going through some stuff, we uh, we can't really do that much. Also, let's let's give a big... Uh, we didn't do it last week, but hey, uh, all the prayers for Landon and his family uh, kind of dealing with you know the tragedy of losing a family member. It's It sucks. Um, but hey, he he's definitely getting through it. And, you know, all the love and support to him. Uh, 100%. Dude's, dude's such a... Such an amazing guy, and you know, it sucks that he's going through this, but like, he's the type that he could push past this and kind of be better for it. So, shout out to Landon, prayers to the family and him, um, and everyone involved in that whole thing, friends and everybody. So, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you for for listening. Uh, have a have have a good holiday season. It's Christmas. That can be stressful for some people. You know, even if you don't celebrate it, just you know. Spend some time with family, friends, you know, 
take in the cheer. I know the world's kind of fucked sometimes, but you know, have a have a good just general Christmas season. If you don't, you know, holidays, whatever you want to call it, and just be good to people. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, Focus yeah. on the little things, the yeah. little joys. I like. I didn't get to do it this year, but I was kind of. I really wanted to decorate Christmas, and I that's something like a little thing that I I always miss out on because of work. But you know what? I one of these days I'm gonna do it. But yeah. Get out there, enjoy the Christmas cheer. I know it's sometimes a lot, but hey, you'll you'll thank yourself for it. Yeah, as Definitely. always, guys. Take it sleazy.